0: From beanies to carry bags, and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live.
1: This is the Hervoy Moritz Show
0: on today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. All right, round two, what's happening on the planet? Apparently, there's a report. Chinese Alibaba is now selling kamikaze UAVs online unmanned aerial vehicles i see one for the price of what fifty-seven thousand. one commentator uh, security expert on x says globalization was a mistake that is pretty <laughs> pretty crazy um we've got rachel maddow in the out there in the united soviet states of america complaining about a rise of fascism after donald trump easily won the iowa caucus in a landslide over his republican opponents um it's just tiresome reading these headlines from freaks like maddow uh we're already living in fascism um you know maddow's biden regime is fascist well it's 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 bipartisan yeah it's a unit party it's it's a little bit of everything it's fascist it's communist it's globalist it's technocratic it's corporatist I was just thinking today, I think, or yesterday, the isms don't really matter. It's tyranny. All of it. It's just totalitarianism. That at the end of the day, I mean, who really cares about the isms anymore? We think we're wasting our time. Is it communism? Is it fascism? Both of those systems suck. It's it's tyranny. Uh and so yeah, they're whining about that as usual. Um the geopolitical stuff. We've got one commentator saying very predictably attacking the houthis failed to stop them from attacking shipping and they have instead escalated now they're targeting us ships now we are left deciding whether to back down and look feckless or pointlessly escalate so um yeah us has shot down missile from houthi run area fired towards the warship someone wants to get this party started and you've also got iran's revolutionary guard deployed in yemen iranian commanders and advisors from iran's elite islamic revolutionary guard corps are on the ground in yemen playing a direct role in houthi rebel attacks on commercial traffic in the red sea they've stationed missile and drone trainers and operators in yemen as well as personnel providing tactical intelligence support to the houthis and um yeah the IRGC through its overseas codes force is also overseeing the transfer to the Houthis of the attack drones cruise missiles and medium-range ballistic missiles things are getting hot in the Middle East which is al- already very a hot a very hot place uh, the Red Sea insurance soars after the U.S airstrike the cost of war risk insurance for vessels sailing through the Red Sea is spiraling adding a further potential impediment to trade passing through a waterway already labeled too dangerous for merchant shipping by the U.S. Navy underwriters are now charging between 0.75 and one percent of the value of the ship to sail through the region according to people familiar with the matter Um, jumping significantly since U.S. and UK airstrikes targeted the Houthi rebels at the end of last week And basically, this sharp increase runs the risk of making it too expensive to traverse the vital waterway at all. So, not good for business. Um, U.S. National Security Advisor says stopping Houthi Red Sea attacks is an all-hands-on-deck problem, says uh, Jake Sullivan. I I did find it interesting. This uh, Slavs may unite to raise Western Europe. Sending more aid to Ukraine will only get people killed and lead to a revolt, says Miroslav Radakovsky from Slovakia, uh, EU lawmaker, who founded the Slovak Patriot Party, has warned his European Parliament colleagues that continuing to send weapons to Ukraine will only get more Slavic people killed in Kiev's conflict with Russia and trigger a violent revolt against Western Europe. "Quote: we need to stop supporting the killing of Slavs, said Miroslav. as MEPs debated a stalled plan to provide 50 billion more to Ukraine he said because if we don't we Slavs might unite as brothers and I believe that we will and raise Western Europe to the ground to the La Manche alone and I believe no one here wants that to happen there's your fourth turning there's your hundred year storm there's your global civil war Estonia believes NATO has three to five years to prepare for a possible direct confrontation with Russia. Let's do the math. You know, five plus... Well, that brings us close to 2030, 2029. It's interesting. I've had, I've had past guests like Martin Armstrong who um, and Brandon Weickhardt also, both of them sort of highlighted like 2027, 2028 as being really like the pressure point for when the party might get started so um it's almost like we're we're just in a script here and they're all like yeah the party's going to start 2030 it's all planned don't worry about it Um, Zelensky has threatened Putin's grandchildren and Alexander Dugin wrote a long missive um, again where he says this year the West expects a revolution there are two Wests the globalist one and the ordinary one the globalists refuse to admit there's anyone in the world besides them that is why they insist that there is no second west but there is we the multipolar world must realize as clearly as possible the existence of this west too it is composed of a variety of forces that disagree with the ultra liberal globalist agenda of the elites so on and so forth so just so much talk of revolution now we're seeing it you know again ecuador Papua new guinea poland there's talk In Slovakia, they're talking about it now. It's not looking good. All right, so much is going on. If you have a suggestion for a possible guest or host you'd like to hear on TNT or a topic you want us to discuss, we'd love hearing from you. Just fill out the suggestion form at tntradio.live or message uh, any um, individual presenter through uh, our contact forms. Help us make a difference on TNT Radio
0: there's a lot going on so it's important to stay informed and up to date get ready because here we go at the top 30 minutes past and when it breaks today's news talk radio TNT
1: North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un has taken the gloves off officially naming South Korea the primary enemy of his country and announcing plans to dismantle key agencies and even a monument once dedicated to reunification during a speech on Monday here with the story. Joining me once again, TNT News, producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus.
2: Thanks, Rory. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? Um, Things are not looking good for relations between the North and the South here. Uh, Yeah, Kim Jong-un declared his intention, reportedly, to remove a significant monument symbolizing the potential reunification of the Korean Peninsula, a structure constructed by his father in Pyongyang. uh, During a speech at a Supreme People's Assembly spa, that's right, spa meeting on Monday, Kim referred to the monument as a quote-unquote eyesore and emphasized a departure from decades-old North Korean policies. This announcement follows a series of recent aggressive statements from Kim, including the termination of a policy seeking reconciliation with South Korea at the start of the year. The North has also beefed up military activity, firing artillery rounds near a disputed border and testing a ballistic missile with a hypersonic glide vehicle. In addition to advocating for the monument's destruction, Kim announced the abolishment of all agencies promoting cooperation with Seoul, branding the South as the North's, quote, primary foe and invariable principal enemy, end quote, fighting words while kim's rhetoric has been forceful experts note that the tangible action of dismantling a symbolic structure constructed by his father and representing the principles of his grandfather signifies a departure from long-standing north korean policies the kim family has held power in north korea since its founding in 1948 The Monument to the Three Charters for National Reunification, which stands on the Reunification Highway located between Pyongyang and the Demilitarized Zone, was completed in 2001. It symbolizes the efforts of Kim Jong-il and Kim Il-sung to establish guidelines for the unification of North and South Korea. Um, according to Daily Express, Young Eun-mi, a research fellow at the Korea Institute for National Unification, remarked, quote, yesterday's speech shows that Kim Jong-un is establishing his own way of unification based on power, breaking Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il's legacy, end quote. Contrary to the previous principles of peaceful reunification, Kim declared an end to such thinking. He said, quote, we should completely remove the eyesore monument to the three charters for national reunification and take other measures to completely eliminate such concepts as reunification, reconciliation, and fellow countrymen from the national history of our Republic, end quote. Despite North Korea's denial of seeking war, Kim emphasized the increasing danger of a physical clash and vowed to take the entire peninsula by force if necessary. Simultaneously, North Korea's parliament announced the abolishment of agencies such as the Committee for the Peaceful Reunification of the Country, signaling a further breakdown in cooperation with South Korea. In response to Kim's threats, South Korean leader, Yoon Suk-yeol, affirmed his government's resolve. He said, quote, if North Korea provokes, we will punish them multiple times as hard, end quote. Uh, Yoon dismissed Kim's rejection of the Northern Limit Line as a provocative act and asserted that the South's dispute was with the Kim regime, not the people of North Korea. He also extended a welcome to defectors from the North, pledging support for their settlement in South Korean society. Wow. Big change uh, in the posturing here between North and South Korea. Harori, what do you think? You know, I, I'm
1: I'm increasingly regretting missing what may have been a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity, which was uh, for me to visit North Korea. There are tour groups like Koryo Tours who uh, very affordably can arrange a trip for you to a week around North Korea. Of course, it's guided, but who cares? You you get to go to North Korea once in a lifetime. You know, I've shaken hands with Gorbachev, with Ron Paul, uh, had G. Edward Griffin take me out to lunch. Uh, and so all a lot of these once in a lifetime experiences, but um, no man, I, I did want to check out North Korea, you know, that would have been cool. And with this rhetoric, I don't know if I'll ever be able to. One analyst on X says the situation on the Korean Peninsula is more dangerous than it has been at any time since early June 1950. That may sound overly dramatic, but we believe that, like his grandfather in 1950, Kim Jong un, has made a strategic decision to go to war it's notable that the two analysts in question were something like doves consistently arguing for many years that a diplomatic accommodation with the North was possible and an earnestly sought goal of the Kim regime basically he concludes here that um the failure to achieve this under Trump when it was offered only to to be denied has led to a strategic recalculation on Kim's part uh and so again just look what the Asian NATO is doing Right? They're all prepping for war you know to to remove the the last holdouts, right? China and North Korea. so Japan and Philippines uh, and South Korea are all by you know coming together under the auspices of the US and Australia and UK and what, what, what do you I mean if you're Kim Jong- Un, not a fan of the guy, but um what are you gonna do if you're Kim jong- Un? you're just it's it's clear you're being painted in the, into a corner now and so it's i guess it's time to take the gloves off uh your, your further thoughts ruckus
2: well i mean maybe he's just getting excited because the rest of the world is ready for war and he doesn't want to be left out i mean that's Kind of the way I've always observed the way he acts. I mean, he he always seems like he wanted to be one of the big players. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the one who starts World War Three. Look, I'm going to shoot off this missile and it can strike. It, it can reach far enough to hit the United States, I promise. There's always these weird threats that come around every few years. Like, oh... Well, my goodness! danger from North Korea, and then it like quietly disappears not long thereafter. So I don't know. maybe he really is just like he wants to start something, and you know what they say, uh you know, why not start close to home, right? I guess
1: or or let's get a little beyond the Overton window. you know, he Kim Jong Un did go to high school uh not f- far from where I went to grad school in Geneva uh and so there have been people positing that you know all these elites even like the Kim Jong-un uh and the Western elites that they're all basically one part of some sort of Masonic Brotherhood and all of this is scripted and planned uh I I don't know I don't know (laughs) but we're we're at a point now um Rockets where we have to just um we're way beyond the Overton window so um all right. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you in a bit, Ruckus. We got Bill Holter joining us. Feel free, Anyone, feel free to call in and talk to Bill or leave uh, a question. Send it in through the email or uh, in the chat. I've been ha- having trouble looking at the chat, but uh, yeah, we'll be right back. TNT's Patrick Henningsen. Hamza Dahoud was the eldest son of the Gaza Bureau for Al Jazeera while Dahoud who previously lost other family members in Israeli bombing raid. And we would say that this is probably in terms of conflicts. Uh, this many journalists have been lost, uh, killed, injured in the whole of the Second World War, and that lasted uh, a number of years. And only in the last three months are we scraping 100 on the uh, journalist
3: uh, fatality list, which is coming. Fast and Furious out of Gaza.
0: Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT. When you can point
3: me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement It's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages.
0: That's massive. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right, we should have Bill Holter joining us shortly. But um, Marrakes, you know one of the many things on the news cycle um that i've been thinking about more than once has been gonzalo alira um you know i interviewed him about a year and a half ago when i was i was in croatia he was in ukraine we were not too far from each other um and it was an interesting interview and um you know he predicted his own demise he was he attempted to cross the border he said, "If I don't, I'm going to end up dead in prison," which is what just uh, happened. Um, there are rumors. I don't know if you, if if you saw that. Apparently, the Ukrainian regime was attempting to extort him, for to the tune of a quarter of a million up to half a million. Um, that's coming from Alina Lips. She does great work. She's been she's been on the TNT network previously but I that totally fits with what how the Ukrainian government operates with its corruption you know we saw recently I I learned recently you know all those people going to meet Zelensky the Sean Penns all these they were getting paid a hundred thousand dollars or more you know this has come out so it's not like they were organically authentically just going like hey they're gonna pay me 100 grand I'll go shake hands with Zelensky so that tells you how corrupt the Ukrainian system is but you know again many people say one phone call would have gotten from the State Department would have gotten Gonzalo out and meanwhile we see Russia treating American you know spies or journalists better than um we've treated our own citizens what's sort of your reaction to what happened to Gonzalo Lira
2: yeah actually I reported that as my story on Friday for the Misty Winston show right here on TNT uh, very sad. And it took a while. Actually, I thought that that was going to be the big story, the big news that I was going to see everywhere on my YouTube feeds and all the alternative media. And like it kind of didn't pick up steam until just like yesterday. Now people are talking about it. But I guess maybe pe- many people were kind of worried to report on it early because uh, there's been early reports that turn out wrong. Uh, but this one, unfortunately, was not wrong. It was correct that sadly he passed away and he was not treated well. Uh, i think we learned about this uh, from a handwritten note uh, that was provided from his father uh gonzalo lira senior um and yeah he had mentioned uh there there have been many times i guess he had spoken to the gray state and a couple other people tucker carlson uh previously about the treatment that was happening um and you know i as far as the grift goes the corruption in ukraine i mean that's what he gone that's what Lero was writing about. he was actually literally criticizing the corruption there, the whole thing, the whole response, the whole war phony bony. he he was a critic of of that that government there and and I think ultimately that's why he paid a price. I mean, but it's just it's terrible that I was this is what I was discussing with Misty that why do journalists why are, why are journalists become suddenly the the collateral damage and conflicts of of recent? Times, I mean, I don't really necessarily remember that being a thing. Um, you know, maybe it started when they they took out Bill Cooper back in the day, um, right? Because that's something that I've always been. You know, that's one of the inspirations for what I do, uh, why I do what I do. Uh, but yeah, I think they whacked Bill Cooper. I think they they if you make a big enough noise, you have a big enough audience, and you're telling the right enough amount of truth, they're going to remove you from the equation, um, and they will literally probably most likely torture you uh before they end your life sad to say but um yeah I I think they probably did Lira rather dirty and I think it was intentional uh and revenge for what he was saying and doing and it's very sad
1: yeah and I do firmly believe American journalists like Michael Hastings was taken out by Washington and um Pat Tillman the football player that served in uh was it Afghanistan eyed by friendly fire there's an entire documentary done because he, he's just as you described. especially people in the military who are starting to wake up and a lot of people in america they worship um you know the god of war uh and so they will listen to soldiers and they are especially under scrutiny um my very first podcast in 2012 was with corporal i can't remember his name thorson or something who had been literally renditioned out of his home or questioning things like 9 privately on Facebook he wasn't even posting it publicly it was with friends and and people in pri- private messages in the United States secret police came and took him away and John Whitehead or Rutherford um, Institute got him they wouldn't probably send him to a mental hospital something like one flew over the cuckoo's nest and so and and for me, it's like this is why I brought Gonzalo Lira up again. We need to continue talking about this because this is in the West. There, I mean, the the, the, the we have this image of of the authoritarian East, but this is what we do in America and in Canada and in Europe. You know, NATO Operation Gladio, this North Atlantic terrorist organization, the DHS terrorist organization, and so it's it's getting crazy, Ruckus. You know, I I never even meant to be a podcaster or now do radio. I just wanted uh to f- know what the heck is going on and and i just started to talk to people with a mic online and now i've you know now you and i people like ourselves find ourselves you know find we're here uh in the battlefield <laughs> in the information space
2: um yeah any other further thoughts uh, there well that's why you know doing radio is always you can play it safe because no one can see your face oh wait that's right we've gone full video platform here now. We've we've upped the ante. Yeah, we're certainly clearly uh, not afraid to do what we're doing at this stage, Rory. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. So, you know, no fear, um, and it is important to speak your mind. Um, It's just, again, what a sick world we live in where they're going to take it out on journalists just doing their jobs. You know, we see a lot of them getting killed out in the Middle East over... Oh, you know, ooh, whoopsie! You know, we we tried to get the terrorists, but we took out a few more journalists. Total, total accident. My bad. We didn't mean to do that. Oh yeah, I'm sure you didn't mean to do that. I'm thinking that you did. Um, they're just trying to silence everybody, but they can't silence us here, glory on TNT, can they? Um, unless they pull the plug on the on the internet. Don't give or them something. any ideas. <laughs>
1: that hey, they've been they've been scheming. Cobra Commander has been scheming that one. Um, yeah, all right, Ruckus. Um, thanks for hanging on. Have a wonderful evening. We're gonna have Bill hop on. We'll be right back. What is happening? Big, news. Big, news. Big news. Big news. The
0: biggest breaking news story. Like Holy crap, At TNT radio news. For
2: TNT, this is James O'Neill. Former President Donald Trump has made a resounding comeback. Trump won the Iowa caucus by a massive 30-point lead over the second-place candidate, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Israel has disputed Hamas' assertion that two hostages were killed as a result of Israeli missile strikes, while acknowledging uncertainty about their current safety and confirming attacks near their presumed location. Berlin experienced significant disruptions on Monday as a large protest involving thousands of farmers, truck drivers, and others took place in the city
0: don't miss a thing be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere anytime available right now to download keeping you
1: up to speed on TNT radio returning to the broadcast for his second time it's been a while Bill Holter he was a stockbroker for 23 years and a branch manager for 12. he retired moved his moved his family out of the U.S. to Costa Rica In late 2006, returned to Texas in 2011, was a contributor to GATA since 2007 and began writing for Miles Franklin from 2012 to 2015. He then joined with Jim Sinclair and the Holter Sinclair collaboration until 2022. Bill is a precious metals expert and broker. He clears through Miles Franklin. You can check out BillHolter.com. Welcome back to TNT, Bill.
4: Thanks for having me, Doc.
1: Um, thanks for coming on. And you know, I, I, I've been checking out some of your um, appearances recently with uh, Greg Hunter, whose whose work I absolutely love. USA Watchdog, uh, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts, your your pulse on the state of the universe, as I like to say. But maybe starting with the economy, um, your thoughts on on where we are with uh, the the U.S. as well as global economy.
4: Well, I, I, certainly think there's, there's softness except for, uh, except for the deficit spending. Um, I mean, if you take, if you took deficits out of the U S numbers for the last, I don't know, 20 plus years, uh, the growth rates would have been way, way less. And it, it just seems to me that, uh, activity is beginning to wane. Um, beginning to wane to the point of, uh, I mean, looking at commercial real estate, that's, that's in a, in a recession, you could call it a depression. Um, so it just, it seems to me that that things are are getting soft and there are issues worldwide in the credit markets and and the world runs on credit.
1: Yeah. And I've been reading, I mean, here and there uh, in different countries, um, banks are having issues uh issues with the housing markets in, in Canada recently uh and it it just feels like we're we're on the precipice would you say of of something
4: yeah without a doubt um if you look at if you look at default uh, foreclosures car repossessions things like that those are beginning to to certainly head north um and i think one thing that's really important to the status of the U S dollar, the U S sequestered, if you will, 300 billion of Russian funds back in 2022. And it was a week or two weeks back, they floated the idea that they're going to take that $300 billion and use that to rebuild Ukraine. Um, I mean, the world has got to be looking at that and saying, well, if the U S can do that to Russia, they can do it to us and that's going to cause in my opinion it will cause a mass exit out of u.s dollars and u.s treasuries
1: there was a great tweet just on that note um, from luke groman who i'm a big fan of uh, i'm trying to pull it up but he basically said regarding the what you just mentioned um them confiscating russian assets that I am I can almost pull it up no I can't but basically he he said that if I were trying to de-dollarize this is precisely what I would be doing something like what what the U.S. confiscating Russian assets that is just going to lead to de-dollarization and so um your further thoughts on that trend the rest of the world is it seems like sailing on without us um c- coming together so you, your thoughts on that trend for the rest of the world and then what that m- what might mean for America in particular.
4: Yeah. If you go back, uh, and it was probably a month ago now, um, or go, go back two years ago, Saudi Arabia said that they would accept dollars and other currencies for oil. And if you remember in 1973, they announced that they would only accept dollars, And that created the petrodollar, which created uh, guaranteed demand for dollars. The UAE, uh, a couple weeks ago, came out. And and it's interesting that both Saudi Arabia and UAE, Iran, and two other countries just joined the BRICS. The UAE said, we will accept uh, various foreign currencies, but we will no longer accept dollars. And... I mean if this was 20 years ago the u.s would have gone in there and done what they did to Gaddafi, done what they did to uh saddam hussein you know they were talking about doing a gold back currency and talking about pricing uh oil in non-dollars and look where it got them fast forward 20 years the u.s is no longer the biggest baddest military on the planet so there's, there's been no retribution to the UAE. But I think that's uh, the world looking at what the UAE said and our non-response. It's, it's very, very bad, and it, it will it'll create more de-dollarization and a move away from the dollar and a move toward BRICS. And, of course, BRICS is, is in the process of creating a currency there will be commodity back and obviously gold and silver will be part of the backing if not the majority of the backing
1: yeah th- that was my next question because there, there are some people who are skeptical when it comes to russia bricks um using gold but then i i hear i think the next meeting is in Kazan, tatarstan russia i had the privilege of visiting kazan some six, seven years ago. Nice, nice place. And so I guess that's where they're going to be meeting. Um, And there are there is this talk that it seems like Putin wants to push the others to um, accumulate gold and then back their um, settlement system with with gold. We we see the East and central banks uh, continue to buy up gold. Uh, Your further thoughts on on that, as well as just gold in, in, in general.
4: Well, I think it's important, uh, to read, uh, Vladimir Putin's speeches. I think he's done six, seven, eight speeches since, uh, you know, public speeches since the Ukraine war started. And when I say it's important to read his speeches, I mean, I've read every one of them and I find very little that I can disagree with. All the man is saying is that he wants free and fair settlement to trade and when i say when he says fair settlement in other words he doesn't uh we've we've lived with a something for nothing trade scam if you will for years and years and the something for nothing is foreign countries send the u.s real products and we send them dollars that we can print out of thin air and what putin wants uh, and i think he's justified he wants fair settlement in other words if, if they ship something to another nation, they want to be paid in something that is real or has real backing. So I, I just think it's, uh, it, to me, it's, it's like common sense. We want to get paid and really paid you know, fairly for our trade. And that's not been the case for years and years with the dollar as the reserve currency
1: that you know last week I had on the program David Morgan of the Morgan Report uh and and he would agree with you as well it's interesting to see so many smart people like yourself and David Morgan uh and others coming to the same conclusion and what about going forward the price of gold do you think it's going to sort of stay where it's been or when when the tomatoes start hitting the fan that gold uh, and, and silver are going to begin reacting
4: well, in reality, what you' what you're asking is that you're talking about the price of gold. and we've we've been conned or fooled into believing that gold goes up and down in, in, in value. Um, that's really not the case. I mean, an ounce of gold that was mined a hundred years ago or two hundred years or two thousand years ago is still that same ounce of gold. What changes are the currencies. Um, so if you're asking me, about the price of gold going up, really what you're asking me is do I think the value, the purchasing power of the dollar isn't going to decline? And yeah, absolutely. I believe that the dollar is going to collapse. And it, it very well may collapse to the point of we get a new currency. Um and if the the current dollar goes to zero, the inverse of zero is infinity. So a cup of coffee would not be able to be bought with dollars. So I think I know I, I kind of twisted this around on you, but it's really important to understand that, you know, gold doesn't change. An ounce of gold is an ounce of gold. What changes is the currency.
1: No, I, I think that's that's it exactly. I, I keep seeing uh, comparisons of of people comparing, you know, a certain amount of gold from 100 years ago, 500 years ago, it's still buying the same, yeah, in terms of gold, uh, the same amount of real estate, or or whatever but then you know again if you if you put it into currencies it's completely different which is why it's really good to save i think save in gold and um silver and you mentioned the new currency after the dollar my fear is the digital currency the 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 central bank digital currency um and we see now washington the fed coming after Alternatives to CBDCs like uh, cryptos, they're going after crypto exchanges. Um, The IRS from January 1st this year now has new stringent reporting requirements when it comes to crypto. They want the sender's name, which is not possible because you don't know their name. Um, Any thoughts on what this new currency might look like as well as the tyranny of of, uh, CBDCs?
4: Well, yeah, you should absolutely be fearful of it. Uh, I mean, they've told you that's the plan. And a central bank digital currency, uh, under that regime, our conversation, if it were heard by, and it is obviously heard by the powers to be, we'd have our accounts shut off tomorrow morning and we would have no capital. Uh, it's my opinion that the way that they're going to bring a CBDC forward is on the heels of some type of collapse. And if you read The Great Taking, a lot of people are going to, and, and this is not speculation, these laws are already on the books worldwide. Many, many people are going to lose everything, and they will beg governments to come forth with a CBDC, just give me, a, please give me enough money to eat. Um, so I think that's how they're going to introduce it but i do think that it's going to fail because those the cbdcs will still be strictly fiat currencies and i think the real reset is going to be from between the east and the west between the western unbacked currencies versus the eastern gold backed currencies and i think the cbdcs will fail and ultimately a mother nature reset will will take over and at some point in time uh um, currencies in the west will by necessity become backed by gold silver and other commodities
1: do you think then the outlook for the east um you know they they used to say in the old days go west young man like to the united states and these days it's like go west no keep going keep going further west until you hit like china (laughs) and asia and so do you do you think in the east that like in the West, we're just going to see an overall decline. The, I mean, the middle class is eroding. And then do you think in countries that have resources, um, in the big countries, that they're going to um, just be in, increasing in, in living standards?
4: Well, yeah, the, the West is absolutely in decline. Um, but I do believe that at some point in time, and I think it will be this year, I think it will probably be before the election, because it's my opinion that there's less than a coin flip uh, probability that we even have an election. And I say that simply because I don't think they're, they're going to be able to cheat enough to retain power. And if the powers that are in there now don't retain power and there's any resemblance or any semblance of the rule of law, uh, you're going to see a lot of people going to jail. So I do believe that there's going to be some type of event, whether it be real or a false flag, uh, but it will be like a light switch event. You'll wake up, uh you you go to you'll come home on a friday and wake up monday morning and markets won't open and again uh, the laws are on the books to take your assets if you have assets with banks or brokers or insurance companies you're only a beneficiary those assets are actually on their balance sheets so when things go south and i think the whole event will probably take the world spinning three times, 72 hours, before basically uh, all markets are closed and people will not have access to capital. So I think it will be a very uh, a very fast happening event. Um, and, and that will be your, you know, that will, on the heels of that will come the central bank digital
1: currencies. And and they're putting out movies I, titled I Civil War. So. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, any thoughts? So. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on like a Civil and War? I, or I, something? Mean, I
4: talked about yeah. I talked about Civil War going back to I don't know 2015, 16, 17. Um, I've, I've talked for many years that the entire system runs on credit, and once credit ceases, then because We're no longer an agrarian society. We no longer can feed ourselves. And you've got to have credit in order to to stock grocery store shelves. You've got to have credit for the power company to be able to generate power. You've got to have credit for the water company to purify water. And when credit ceases, then you will see a, a Mad Max scenario. And you can't imagine how unbelievably trolled I was for using the term civil war for using the term Mad Max. And now you've got mainstream media, like, uh, CNN, ABC, NBC, etc. You know, they throw the word civil war around every day.
1: Well, it's, it's definitely, it's going to be an insane year. Bill is, is your, uh, is your best website now, com. Yes all right we're, we're gonna jump to our break bill um thanks for coming on Billholter.com is is the website and and uh, keep up keep you know thank you for the analysis that you provide it's very valuable for uh a, lo- a lot of us trying to figure out what is uh, going on uh we're gonna jump to our break we'll be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective
3: what is tnt about well it seems to be in line with what i try to be about telling the truth. The truth is very, very important. Let's put it this way. The pursuit of the truth is very, very important. So if you hide the truth, distort the truth, look at things at only one angle, so you don't see the other angles, how can you possibly get to the solution? What is truth? Well, water freezes at 32. The sun rises in the east. A new study that's coming out is claiming, once again, that the rapid rise of sea surface temperatures is being caused by man-made emissions. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. If you're going to heat a pot of water, do you use a sun lamp, do you use a blow dryer, or do you use a stove? If the stove was turned off and then it was turned on, What do you think is going to happen to the pot of water? If you actually look at what's been going on with sea surface temperatures, they began to increase when there was an increase in underwater volcanic activity. Now the solar scientists, and I'm very good friends with a lot of them, keep saying we're going into a grand solar minimum. Well that may be fine, but the temperature keeps rising. Why would it keep rising? If you cannot attribute it to a natural driver, then it must be man-made. Do you believe it's man-made? Well, why would something like the atmosphere warm up the ocean when the ocean has more energy? So we're pursuing the truth here. I may not be right, I believe I'm right, but believing it's knowing two different things, but you have to be in pursuit of the truth. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi, Asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Need a ride? Yeah! Yeah. Driving with kids is a big responsibility. Hop in and buckle up. So don't sweat the small stuff.
0: You got paint all over.
3: Get the big stuff right instead. What does that mean? Like making sure your kids are in the correct car seat and buckled up for safer travel. That deserves a wiggly, wiggly
2: wig.
3: To make sure your child is in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov the right seat. Yeah.
0: Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio TNT.
1: All right. Ruckus is back with us. Uh, we had just been chatting with Bill Holter from billholter.com. He pretty much was um, giving similar analysis uh, <laughs> as I have. And many of my guests, Ruckus, I mean, it doesn't look good. Uh, it's all, you know, uh, week week after week, I'm, I'm talking to the Bill Holters of the world, David Morgan's, all these other people. And they're all like, yep. Yeah, there might not be election civil war maybe economic collapse Salente is saying the same thing ruckus um your thoughts is this like pretty much everyone's agreeing uh, agreeing on this what do you think
2: no clearly it's bias in your selection of guests um your you're trying to push a dark black pill agenda on everybody i'm on to you buddy no i'm just kidding yeah no clearly the uh the the stars are aligning but not in a good way as it were no yeah it's because this is this isn't yeah when we look at it this way like you take the i don't know what the proper expression is three thousand foot thirty thousand foot view whatever when you see the forest for the trees yes you happen to come across and book some very intelligent guests people who know what they're talking about they have their they're their fingers on the pulse of society and geopolitics and the economy and some of these other people that you mentioned that you may or may not have had on your show here or maybe you've had them on your uh, podcast, Geopolitics and Empire. But regardless, the reason they're saying this is because they're all saying they're all seeing the same thing. You, you're seeing it, too. I'm seeing it. We're all seeing it, and we just, you know, I, I think we're, we're moving out of that that phase where, like, it was kind of like a nice break for a while, I think, after the whole COVID thing calmed down. We, we, I think we've been coasting along for a little while, as you mentioned earlier this evening, waiting for the next shoe to drop. Um, and I think a lot of us have just kind of been living in denial that this the reality of it was about to hit us in the face. And I think 2024 is when we get hit in the face. The the shoe is not going to drop. The shoe is going to hit us in the face. Uh, unfortunately so yeah buckle up Uh, it's not too late though it doesn't mean the end of the world we're certainly not at that 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 phase yet but things are gonna get rough so you know you can only talk about these things so many times you can only listen to people saying these things so many times Um, you know if you didn't prepare you're still not preparing now uh, at the end of the day if something bad happens and you're not prepared that's on you, unfortunately. So I just suggest we all keep doing what we're doing and keep getting prepared. I guess I don't know. We're if... we're, we're gonna get the boot
1: um, in our face when it comes to preparation. You know, I've been thinking about this as well. Um, I don't know. For me, the most important type of preparation is spiritual, you know, uh, and and psychological. I've I've already spiritually, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, sort of come to terms with where we're at and where we're possibly going and so it's just like they can't really you know nothing can get me down in in that regard you know what if you're already mentally um prepped and then of course you know other issues um having some land or knowing someone who has some (laughs) some land with some water and food and basics like that i think networking community again it comes back to that it's really important if you've got a, a, a you know a good group of people friends family neighbors um i think for me that's the most important to, to be able to power through and you know a lot of the alternative media well i'll be hearing it this week the whole greater reset stuff is uh you know they they talk about all sorts of solutions um you know land and and, and other things what, what sort of what do you think is important for you ruckus when it comes to because you know it's 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 with uh, for many of us our means are limited right we can't just go out and buy a massive uh you know acreage of of, of land but um well, thoughts for
2: you when it comes to trying to prepare for the road ahead Well, there's there's so many different things that people can do. That's what's great about that. I know it's 2024. I'm trying to scare everybody for a minute there, but I'm not really. The thing is, like, there's so many resources and opportunities available to us now. I mean, you can learn what you can accomplish and how you can prepare within your each 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 individual person's means. There are things that you can do. It just depends on. Where you're at, and you can find the information. So all it takes is a little initiative, the desire to learn, uh, and start seeking out the information. But unfortunately, the vast majority of people—I would hope not the people listening or watching—they um, just don't. They don't think about it. They don't care. They don't. They. They just live day to day, every day. It's just oh, I got to get up and go to work. Oh, it's got to take the kids to school. Oh, it's. Sunday, I got to do the Sunday thing and go to church for a couple hours and wear a shirt and tie and look good for everybody. But nobody wants to do the real things. And that's what I'm talking about, that kind of preparation. It's time to do the things rather than talk about it. Don't sit on your laurels. The time to act is yesterday, but there's still today, um, I guess. But for me, it's all about what you just mentioned, spiritual stuff. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about Texas is going through one heck of a a cold thing right now i i you know I, boy i picked the wrong time to move to texas from new mexico i got soft worry i was not i wasn't ready for this and literally i wasn't ready when everybody started getting nervous in this town who suffered a serious issue back in 2021 with a deep freeze and people lost their power for days some some people were without power for like a week or two from what i heard everybody here is kind of freaked out so when the weather started changing and they started talking about there's an ice storm coming and Arctic cool this, everybody freaked out and went to the stores and bought up all, all the bottled water and the toilet paper and all that stuff. And I realized, oh, I don't have enough of that stuff laying around. I'm not prepared for this. I don't have enough warm layered clothing. I, I'm like, I was preparing for my situation while I was still in New Mexico, and that included preparing for New Mexico climate. So I discovered The hard way at the last second that I wasn't prepared for cold weather. So I have a lot of things I need to consider in that department. But since I wasn't prepared in that department, it reminded me, no matter how prepared you are, the end of the world, proverbially, whatever's going to come is going to come. And the only thing you truly can depend on and should be preparing for at the end of the day is your, you know, spiritual stuff. So uh get right with God. Uh, that's what I can say as a Christian, Harori. That would be my best suggestion to any and all other God-fearing Christians out there, my friend. Well, regardless of
1: whatever happens, you, we may or may not see civil war, but we're all going to die, right? I, I I love the way Ray Comfort, who I met uh, of Living Waters, um, he often says in some of his videos, statistically 10 out of 10 people Uh, die which is true uh and something uh, by the way i I saw this meme today you're reminding me of steve harvey right the presenter uh he's on his phone and it says friends asking him uh what are you doing and he's like me he's like working and then the friends say what are you doing after work me sleeping for work tomorrow (laughs) so um but i just had the thought talking about all these things that, that the elites are planning there in davos now um, there's QR codes everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm traveling, you go to restaurants, it's just QR code menus, QR code in the hotel room. And I just realized, you know, it's like they advance their plans. They don't go perfectly, but something sticks and they get to install an infrastructure that they need for future use like these QR codes. And so like they're here, I feel like the, these QR codes are here with us, um, here to stay uh, with us. And then as Bill Holter mentioned, there's going to be some new crisis, and that's going to give, you know, they're going to install a new infrastructure um, after that, like some maybe maybe they'll require digital ID or something like that. Any thought there?
2: Yeah, I have noticed that the, the, the mainstream narrative has been beating a drum uh, with something lately, and I wished I hadn't noticed it. But the fact that I noticed it mm, warrants mentioning uh, there seems to be finally an admission that there's a problem with the southern border. Uh, but only in context with the fact that there appears to be an increase of uh, would-be supposed what they're going to call basically terrorists because of all of the activities happening in the middle east tensions are flaring high and now finally we're hearing in the mainstream media from places you wouldn't even suspect no i'm not talking about fox i'm talking about places like cnn and whatnot saying oh Well, you know, there's some inside talk. Military people, experts, yada, yada, fill in the blank, are concerned that maybe, just maybe, there might be a terrorist event happening on the home soil because, lo and behold, there's been a crisis of uh, of tons of unknowns flooding into the country. Oh, my, how did this happen? We're just noticing this now? Yeah, how convenient. But, yeah, they're literally saying, uh, in context of all of the people we don't know, are in this country here illegally could lead to a problem which just tells me one thing harbori false flag you're you a prophet ruckus I, I forgot to mention us was gonna
1: label houthis rebel uh terrorists so everyone they don't like is a terrorist you know because global war and terror and all that we didn't get to talk about all the fun they're having at davos with uh escort services and all this madness all right catch up with you tomorrow uh ruckus i I might be doing this in the open air or from here i got no idea we'll see what the tech allows uh steve malzberg is is up next uh don't touch that dial